Welcome to the Start, Scale, Succeed podcast with me, your host, Nicole Higgins, the Buy and Retail Coach, sharing tips, advice, and insight from entrepreneurs that have just launched to multi-million pound business owners. We will be discussing the challenges they faced, advice they would give, and the milestones they achieved and how they got there. Also joining me will be a broad range of experts with some tips and practical how-tos, episodes that will help your business grow and to enable you to live the life you crave. The types of experts that you'll hear from will be those that you will find beneficial as you start and scale your business, from branding and social media experts to mindset coaches and PR marketing. There will also be solo episodes from me discussing a variety of topics from sourcing to maximizing the profit in your business. Sales might have been coming through, but they're starting to plateau. That is one of the issues that one of my guests today has started to see and decided to do something about it. I'm joined today by Lee Unwin and Anna Frapwell. Thank you very much, ladies, for joining me. Thank, Thank you, you very much for having us. So you are both previous guests on the podcast, but today we're going to talk a little bit more of, it's a little bit different. It's a bit of a case study, a bit of kind of what's been going on in your businesses, a bit of a under the hood and how things are are going for you, Lee. Lee, tell me, where did you come from? So, yeah, so my name's Lee. um, And as you've said, I am the founder of The Stylatic. I founded the business in 2015 after starting a family and things not going as quite as planned, which I know from, especially from listening to podcasts, some of the ones that you've done, especially, a lot of businesses, they're not, they always start from a sense of calm. It's, it wasn't just like one day like, oh, I've got this lovely idea I'd like to start. I think mine started from a bit of a, a point where I was like, gosh, I really enjoy what I do, but I need to work for myself basically. So, so yeah, we started back in 2015 and then slowly from then until last year, yeah, we've just slowly grown. We've never been a, we've never been a business with like huge plans for the future. We've always just been a little bit grow slowly and just quite organically and we've always just luckily for us everything's always just gone really well we've never had humongous hurdles where we've like you know we've had to plow loads of money into something and and it's all sort of gone wrong so we've just had quite a nice journey like I say from about 2015 to obviously then the pandemic in 2020 everything was I always hate to say this because I feel like I know a lot of businesses say it, but the pandemic was really good for us from a business perspective because it did sort of force our hands. So prior to 2020, we didn't have a website. So we were just a solely bricks and mortar store. Social media would obviously grown and that was sort of where we'd built a community. But it was 2020 that when the shops closed, we were like, right, you know, we need that website now. It's it's quite important because otherwise, you know, that's it. Yeah. So it forced our hand. We set up the website and that just opened a whole world of opportunities for us, um, especially because we built the community through Facebook. We actually had the customers out there that were further than sort of, a, I don't know, a five to 10 mile radius of the shop. So we'd already sort of grown and reached the customers but they weren't able to get to the shop and and then we got this website and then these people were like oh wow we can we can start buying from you so yes that's when things sort of started going faster as such yeah and then things did as you've said at the start we did notice things start to plateau so was it last I'm just trying to think Anna did we start working together in so it was last October um, October I think 
you'd started to see a plateau and what was also happening is there was so much news about this kind of cost of living crisis about the kind of this feeling of impending doom what was going to happen how our business is going to survive are consumers going to stop spending there was just lots of fear going on and I think that you were in a place where you were thinking okay so we're plateauing now what is the new year going to bring bearing in mind that we've got these outside influences that are impacting potentially going to impact our business so that's when we met and where we kind of dived into your account to have a look at what was going on and where we could see opportunities and where maybe you were doing yourselves not a disservice because I think I think you kind of played yourself down a bit there Lee when you were talking about your (laughs) business I'm I'm gonna I'm known for talking over people and I don't even realize I've done it until afterwards when we watch our live videos on a Tuesday and I watch them back sometimes and I'm thinking Lee let them speak but I think sometimes I don't know if you're like you get so passionate about something you're like "Ah!" but I would rather play it down than over egg it is that the term but like knowledge and to set you know in terms of you've got an amazing community how many have you got on your email list um, email, oh gosh, email list, that'll be a question for Anna. But I know um, Facebook, we have, again, organically, because this is this has only changed slightly in the last few months. But up until then, I think we've got 38,000 lovely ladies on Facebook. And then on Instagram, we're nearly at 30k on Instagram. Um, I know Instagram has grown recently. It's, it's We've had a little bit of a jump. But the Facebook community, that is... Facebook is how we started a business, how we, how I literally have yeah. a business because we obviously, like I said, I'd left my previous job and I was a buyer. I don't think I've said that, but I was a fashion buyer and I'd left my job, but I'd started working for myself literally in the attic of my old terraced house, which is where the style attic comes from. And at the time I didn't have a web, I didn't have anything. So the only way I could say to these local people like was on Facebook. So I'd literally get all my friends and family to share like this, this girl has got a shop in her attic, you know, she worked in fashion. So she should have a little bit of clue as what she's doing. And, and it was through Facebook. But and in terms of turnover, we're talking to five figure turnover every month now, a good high figure. Oh turnover. yeah. 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 So yeah, yeah. Can... So, oh yeah. For we're talking yeah. More than that. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, it's. Um, I don't oh, want to God. share too much from the financial point of view, but just so no, people understand, it's, it's a very profitable, profitable strong, business. thriving yeah. business. But it started to plateau, which is when you reached out to Anna. So Anna, that's where you came in. Can you talk a little bit about your background and what you do? Sure. So I run Neon Digital Clicks. Uh, we're a growth e-commerce growth agency. Basically, we support e-commerce businesses and support them with growth and scale. So we working across paid social, Google ads, email marketing, so that we can get that kind of complete mix to help elevate a brand and take them to the next level. So that's kind of what we do. And then Lee approached us in October last year, because she found that her business was plateauing. And it was a really strong business. And I think that's what's really important to recognize. You know, there was a clear, as we've spoken about, you know, she had a, a really strong community. She had a very defined audience. She was making great sales. She had a proven product market fit, but there was just this plateau. And then on top of that, there was this kind of layering of this kind of news agenda of this impending doom of what is going to happen in January and it was a moment of okay so what can we do about this in a proactive way so what we did and what we do with anyone that comes to us is we jumped into her account and we audited what was going on and it actually very quickly became apparent that what was happening within these businesses, she'd worked so hard at creating this community she'd worked so hard at generating these thriving fans who would 
buy time and time again, jump on the lives, want to buy from Lee, want to buy what was new, new releases. But actually what wasn't happening is there was no growth outside of that community, not at a rate that was going to sustain, even sustain kind of the levels of revenue, but also grow the business as well. So our strategy with Lee's business was to actually focus on that new customer acquisition so it's really heavily a strategy that's really heavily based on new customer acquisition and we focused on a paid social strategy and then we've layered that with email marketing so with Clavio email marketing so we're not ignoring those existing customers those existing customers are still incredibly important you know it's the heart of what everything of everything they do at the style attic is about you know the customers are their family so we didn't want to ignore that it's about actually looking after that existing family through email marketing but also bringing more people into the family through paid social and that's the kind of strategy that we've worked on and it's been hugely successful and it's really helped scale the business and I think the way your business model is, Lee, in terms of you have a lot of newness, a lot of new things coming in each week. So there's a lot of engagement. There's a lot of excitement that you do. You know, it's not like you don't have a collection that just sits there. Yeah. Talk to a little about that in terms of how that works and what you do. Yeah. So we are, like you just said, we found quite early on in the business that we realized that the people seemed obviously everyone liked new things but we didn't want it to be like oh my god we're just getting new things in for the sake of it but then that's when we realized that these live videos were really good for us because even if it's not something that we've had new in the business that week if we're just showing it in a new way it's just a way to engage with our audience and to keep people interested so instead of it being you know, this, like I said, this is a collection and we've had it, even if we just bought one collection and we sold that out for a month, we just try and keep people engaged by doing new things, new videos. I actually worried that we we have just recently started doing more videos and I thought, oh gosh, we're going to feel, people might feel like we're bombarding them or we're, or we're sort of doing too much. And if anything, it's the opposite. People are saying, we have another, one of our um, staff members of the team, she's great, she's called Kerry. She does like her own Thursday video now and it's incredible. It's almost like we've got this community and everyone is just so lovely. And it, when you have the worries that you're almost like too much, if anything, they say, no, like we want we want to see more of you and we want, you know, we want to mm-hmm. to soak it all up. So, yeah, so it is, it's brilliant, the, the community that we've built. I think that's really important because actually what we're doing is amplifying what Lee's doing. So we will actually run... We'll run lives as ads. We'll utilize the content from lives in the email marketing that we do. So it's it's we're amplifying everything that's going on for Lee in other marketing channels as well. And I think the other thing, it's yes, okay, so Lee's taken on the strategy where she's styling the products different ways each week, things like that. So it's not always about the newness, but actually it's what lots of brands are doing. And even the likes of like, I watched one the other day from Mint Velvet where they were styling the products live on an Instagram feed. You know, it's something that can actually work across all businesses, regardless of what your product mix is or your kind of business strategy. So even if you do have that collection that runs throughout a whole season, definitely get on with those styling videos because they work brilliantly. Yeah. Oh yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And you're people are so, so visible, Lee, aren't you, in your brand? And and your whole team are really visible in your brand. Yeah, you definitely yeah. don't hide behind it, which is amazing. And the products, if I'm wrong, are they a lot of them are one size as well? So in terms of sizing and fitting, that's quite 
Yeah, you know, we try to be, be as inclusive from a staff point of view as well. You know, for for all of that. For oh, absolutely. We do some, especially for yeah, from Anna's point of view with regards to what to push on the ads. We do have, I'd say, we have maybe ten, fifteen percent of our stock is sized, and even though it sells as well. It's really difficult because generally speaking, we get left with certain sizes, as I'm sure all retailers do. But yeah, the free size items for us are fantastic because I suppose if Anna's pushing the ads to a bigger demographic, generally speaking, if it's a free size item, then you know you're winning. So but the good thing with us is with the videos, we try to, even though it is a free size, it is gonna fit everyone differently. And that's why, like more so recently, we had a really nice lady on our live. Um, she came up from Henley, I'm not sure if Henley's near you, Anna, but I know it's down south, Henley. She came up, yes, Tuesday. So she's called Maggie. Shout out to Maggie if she's listening. She's a 71-year-old lady and she is the most stylish woman. And she came and um, Maggie and I were trying on the same outfit. We were styling it differently. It's how we accessorized it. So we just want to feel people to feel really inclusive and that it's not just, you know, you don't have to be a certain size or a certain age or a certain shape to wear it. Which again, hopefully, with regards to ads, makes life a bit easier for you, Anna. Would I, would you say? Yeah, it does. But, but what that does is it translates into the ads. So when you're targeting a broader audience, you're off. There's something for everyone, and you can relate to it. And if you, you know, see so many more brands actually putting clothing on different shape, size, age models, so that you know, as a consumer that you can relate to that. And I think that is one of the barriers. You know, we all know this, that's a barrier to online purchases is that you can't try it on. Mm -hmm. So actually the more information you can give someone about fit, how it's going to look, how it's going to fill all of that detail, the better. And if you can do that in your ads, even better. So if you've got different ages, different sizes, you know, wearing the same piece, you can instantly as a consumer relate to that and go, okay, well, I'll look like that in that. And that's great. And I I think that's amazing. I'll, I'll buy it. So Anna, with the work that you did, what worked? What? How did you approach? I know that you talked a little bit about how you approached it, but what worked and what kind of results did you see? Yeah, so it was really heavily focused on new customer acquisition. So we utilised Facebook ads for new and Instagram ads for new customer acquisition. And so what can happen in that scenario if you're going really at a completely cold audience is you can find that your costs can rise. But because we utilised a lot of the organic content that Lee was pushing out, we were actually able to manage those costs quite well because it is more expensive to sell to someone completely cold. But we were kind of, our strategy was to almost, I suppose, amplify this warm feeling, this warm community. And it was, it worked really, really well. So in terms of kind of performance, you know, in the last six months, Profit revenue has gone up 40% year on year. So if you compare the last six months, this last six months with the previous six months, you're up 40%. But most of, you know, the thing we're really excited about is new customer acquisition has gone up 111%. So what that means for the style attic is as they enter quarter four, where everyone knows, you know, we're all competing, we're all trying to fight to get those sales in, they're going into quarter four, not in a completely different way than they would have done last year. So last year they were going in really with just their warm audience to sell to. This year they've brought a whole new audience through to the style attic and their quarter four is going to be very, very different. It's going to be really exciting. So that's kind of one of the like biggest things that we've seen. 
The new customer revenue is up 196%. So revenue from those new customers is up as well. We've had um, the biggest revenue month on record, which was in May this year. So they turned over 119% more than you did in November last year, which is staggering to be able to compete with quarter four figures. Were there any specifics that you saw, but that's worked really well. We'll do more of that. Just think for people that are listening and hopefully they're going to come to you and say, I'm, you know, I'm turning this kind of money over. I want you to do the same for me that you've done for Stalatic. But what were the things that you said, yeah, that works, you know, because people have tested a couple of different things and every brand is different, but what were the things that worked better than the others? Yeah. So like you say, every brand is completely different and it really is about kind of identifying what's going to work for that that brand and that only comes with testing you know you you only get those answers from the actual raw data what the data is telling you and testing but what has worked really really well for the cymatic is utilizing that organic content utilizing those lives running those lives as taking like there's a is it the rafina shirt that's been, if yeah. I was going to be speaking about one product, that would have been the product. Yeah. yeah. So like identifying what these best sellers are and taking those and going, okay, right, that's the best seller within our community right now. That's likely to be a best seller if we present it to a much wider audience. So really working with your best sellers and amplifying what's happening with those as well. So that's kind of been a really key strategy. So it's utilizing a lot of video content, but also identifying those best sellers and amplifying those amongst the cold audience because if they're conversing well amongst the warm audience and they are your best sellers there then we can amplify them further but then also having making sure that we've got these kind of evergreen items that we're running ads for so that you know with the fluctuations in kind of stock availability and things Stylatic has we know that something like magic pants is always going to be available so make sure that we've got those ads running and make sure that they're kind of always there make sure that people you know they're there to fall back on so that we're not kind of having to make too many changes and fluctuations all the time Lee what kind of ad spend are you spending then a month so from (laughs) so bad I'm the worst person with figures I think this is why you need to get with an agency that you trust implicitly because then you're like actually the figures I know someone knows them but I'm not but I do know roughly I'm thinking it's between eight is it about eight thousand a month so it's yeah it's Nearly, it's 10,000 a month. Yeah, and I was going to say eight and 10, and then I'm like, I think that's right. I do know, yeah, yeah, I do have the final sign-off, so Alan's not going over what uh, what it should be. (laughs) Yeah, I think it's 10,000 a month, but what's, I think, really important about that is that if you take that figure and you look at what that figure's doing for you, so in terms of the return on ad spend against new customer acquisition, you're getting, so for every pound spent, on new customer acquisition, you're getting £8 back. But then as a whole, if you looked at a blended ROAS, what's happening in the business is quite incredible in that because of the work, because it's so dovetailed our approach, because it is so cohesive and we really are partners in what we're doing. And they, you know, Lee and her team spend so much time on their organic socials and they do, they they focus on what they know works and what their skill is. We focus on what our skill is. And with the email marketing the Facebook ads and the organic activity, our blended ROAS on the account is actually something like 28. So for every pound of investment, they're getting 28 back. So, you know, they're great figures. I mean, that's not all the time, but that's kind of fluctuating, but they're strong figures. 
Yeah, I remember, I hope you don't mind me saying this, Anna. Well, you don't because it's obviously working. But I remember when we <laughs> first had the very first chat at the time, like I say, when I was panicking about the cost of living crisis and we'd not taken on more staff, but we'd got to a point probably, ne- yeah, nearly this time last year where we had probably the most staff we'd ever had. And then things were just plateauing. And I thought, oh gosh, you know, I've got all these staff. We didn't want to lose anyone. We were a great team. And, and I just panicked because I just thought if things slowly, 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 so that's obviously when we got in touch. And I remember we had the initial conversation and we were just really honest with each other. And I just said, look, what is this going to be costing me? And a month and you told me the figure. And I remember you said about the, you're probably going to be looking at Facebook starting, I think you said at about 5,000 a month. And I remember in my head going, what? Like, that's crazy. And I remember yeah, yeah. thinking, but I remember we said, you know, obviously this is a trial and we'll really closely monitor it and, and blah, blah, blah. And I remember you said to me, you will hopefully get to a point where I am asking you to increase that more and more because you're going to see the return on ad spend. So you're going to realize that even though you're spending that and that happened, didn't it? Within, yeah. well, yeah. we only started, like you say, in October. So by, mm-hmm. I think we'd increased it to that by about February, March time. So yeah, it was about that. I mean, we don't do anything overnight. It's always kind of the incremental increase anyway. So, you'd, you know, there was never going to be that feeling of, one day you're spending this, the next day you're spending so much more. But yeah, it was very quickly apparent that this was a business that was ripe for scaling and we could actually push it and push it and push it. And it's just, there is so much opportunity still for the Stylatic. And I think, you know, it's really important not to ignore the email side of things as well, because, yeah. yeah, I was just about to ask you about that and and what your approach with that and what you did. Yeah, so originally was on MailChimp and then you were quite attached to MailChimp weren't you? Yeah and I think I'm very much but even though I didn't sort of have a great deal to do with that I'm always just like oh you know I'm a bit I don't think I'm lazy as such but I'm just like if things seem okay let's just leave it and then obviously I were like look you obviously know what you're talking about Mm -hmm. and yeah we changed it up to Clavio. Yeah so we moved Leo to Clavio and we set up a lot more automated flows you know that's a lot more strategic what we've done with the account so there's fantastic kind of welcome series abandoned and car all of those standard flows but then it's the campaign sending on top of that that's really elevated everything and you know it's not unusual and I don't think Leon mind me quoting this is a one-off figure but it's not unusual for to send an email and it actually generate ten thousand pounds in in revenue just from one mm-hmm. email send so you know it's but that is testament not only to the work we're doing, but the partnered approach and the work that Lee's doing as well, because she's got an audience that desperately want to hear from them and enjoy hearing from them. So together, it's worked really, really well. Like, yeah, we definitely need to be yeah. everywhere now, Lee. You just need to be uh, <laughs> I saw your Barbie post a couple of days ago and I was reading it and I was like, obviously you were right and you've picked up on that's what they've done, but it's true. unbelievable the amount that they're doing and they started so long ago as well and just that in terms of gearing you up for q4 what's in the pipeline that you can share so from well from our point of view this quarter four is going to be so different to last year because last year we were sort of going in blind in the sense that styles and product we know now what our customer likes what our customers not as keen on as a, as a, a like a christmas party brand we don't do overly overly dressy we're not a particularly dressy brand but we do know the styles that do sell and i think last year i would always just 
play it a little bit safe because I'd be like, oh, you know what, we'll get this. Whereas now, because I know that the ads are working and because I know that there are certain styles where we were losing sales because if we'd have gone deeper in what we'd have bought or if I'd have had a little bit more courage with it, we would have been able to sell it over 10 times over. Mm. And now I, I can trust that that will happen. And I don't have to worry, think, oh, you know, we'll just play it safe. So from a stock point of view, I feel like I'm going to be going into the season with more courage. And not it's not even just courage. It's not luck. It's knowing that what we buy, we are we are going to be able to sell. Yeah. Like back um, in what you're, you know, I think you know, back, a little bit back to what Anna's saying, you know, you've got some really strong bestsellers. So buy really heavily into those yeah, yeah, bestsellers yeah. or that type of, you know, that new, whatever yeah. the new Rafina shirt is. Exactly. Or, or whatever it might be, you know. Yeah. And knowing yeah. that if we need to, we've got Anna and, the te- and her team there, obviously they're going to work with us. So it's not just going to be on me to be like every day, like, hi, we've got this new shirt. You know, Anna's going to be doing the work in the background to get it out to the to the bigger audience. So I just feel a lot more confident going into this quarter far than I probably ever have done. Yeah, because there was, there was some glit- that glitter range that you had. Ooh, I can't remember yeah, what yeah. it's called. I mean, that could have sold over. Yeah, and yeah. Over oh, again. yeah. And if I'd have known, if I'd have known, yeah, exactly. Yeah. And what about you, Anna, from that side of things in terms of how you'll be ramping it up? What will you be? Do you have many changes or have you tested a lot of what you need to test now? So you're like, yeah, I know. No, what so doing. testing will always, it's like an ongoing process. And the thing with the frustration is that just because something worked yesterday doesn't mean it's going to work yeah. tomorrow. So we're always kind of on it in terms of testing and optimizing. But what, you know, our strategy and what I would say needs to be anyone's strategy going into the summer ahead of quarter four is to just continue with investing in building your audience build your audience build your audience build that new customer acquisition because when you hit quarter four costs will rise things will be more expensive your customer acquisitions will rise competitors are coming out you're going in and if you go into quarter four having not done the work in the summer to kind of set you off to a really good in a really great place in quarter four you're going to be putting yourself at a disadvantage against your competitors so our strategy with our clients is always to kind of invest in new customer acquisition throughout the summer you've then got a much bigger pool to retarget you've got bigger warm audiences to retarget you can work at bringing those costs down and be more strategic in the way you approach that quarter because it is an expensive quarter Mm. But it's also a very rewarding quarter and you can hit some really incredible numbers if you plan it now. And you guys will know better, but is it right that a customer takes is it seven, they need to sort of have seen you seven times yeah. or seven touch points. So I suppose yeah. if they are do if you are doing that through the summer, then when it does come mm-hmm. to the yeah. Yeah. It, it varies on the product, doesn't it? And the price mm. of the product in because how many times people need to see it or be aware of it of you as a brand but that whole awareness piece is that is the first piece of the journey you know it's the awareness yeah. the connection then the conversion you know making that decision then you know then the conversion exactly. and then the after, the after sales or the you know the promotion yeah. referring you and, and all that kind of thing but you know and that everyone go every customer goes through that whole process where they're buying something for a fiver or where they're paying five grand on a holiday it's you know what brand exactly you that. With and, and you know the more aware and building that, you know, that know, like, and trust factor with mm, the customer, yeah. with brands and, you know, with your audience is a key part of that start of that journey, because if they don't, they don't trust you, they're not going to buy from you, you know? Yeah. And that's a really valid point, because actually that's where a lot of the social proof on ads comes in. So like, if you've got, 
you know, if we're building, so if we're utilizing summer to build up social proof on things and get as many comments and likes on things, if you are a brand new customer to the Cyanatic in quarter four, you see an ad that's got loads of engagement on it, guaranteed you are more likely to convert if you've got an ad with with good engagement on it. Yeah, so, definitely. Like, you know yourself, don't you, when you see something and you're like, mm. I mean, I know nowadays people do people don't do the whole. Ooh, is my am I safe to put my card details online? But there are still going to be people who are like, "Oh, is this a real shop? Should I trust this shop?" So, like you say, the more all that work you've done, yeah, definitely. And Anna, for people that are listening now, what action would you suggest they take? So, say if they're kind of a good, well, like five figure a month turnover, a healthy five figure a month turnover, what would you say for them to do about their business right now from an ads point of view? So two things I'd make sure they've done before you even put any money behind any ads whatsoever is make sure that your email marketing is set up robust. You've got your flow set up. They're all working for you because the minute you start driving paid traffic to your website, you want to make sure that you're utilizing every possible opportunity to capture that email and keep them. So whether they purchase off of that initial interaction through giving you their email list or whether they don't purchase but they're then in part of your engaged audience you've got them and you can retarget them and things like that so that's the first thing I would do and then I would be looking at you know if you're not running ads at the moment I would be looking at running ads and looking at that kind of new customer acquisition and really and it's about looking at your numbers I mean if you it, really understand your numbers I think that's just I can't and I know you're big on that <laughs> yeah it's, I can't emphasize how important it is to really understand your profit margins, really understand your numbers so that you then then know what makes sense as a cost per acquisition. Because for one business, return on ad spend of 2.5 is phenomenal. It's great. We can scale a business on a 2.5. For another business, it needs to be higher than that. And then that's going to mean that, okay, it's still happened, but you might see a slower growth, a slower scale. So knowing your numbers is really important. So do that before the email marketing work. Yeah. Then do the email marketing work. And then I'd go out and really start building those audiences in the summer. And I think even if you're, it's not something that you love <laughs> from a numbers point of view, but there's there's lots of people, if it's not your area of expertise, there's people that you can help, you can myself included, but that you can yeah. help, we can just give you that delve into it with you so that you can understand it and and also you know help you look at your margins or be like right mm. where can you get more and I think one of the key points as well is knowing if back in your best sellers both from a volume point of view and you know you're not running out of that and looking at your looking at your ranges and say if you've not done your buy yet but looking at your ranges and and knowing that 80% of your sales are probably going to come off about 20% of your of your offer yes. You know, so you don't need to go as wide as you might be thinking, going, oh, I need to offer them this, I need to offer them this, I need to offer this. You probably don't, you know, even if you're having to keep hold of the purse strings a little bit, then don't buy as wide, but buy deeper on what you know is going to work. Yeah. The Rafina, for an example. So I know obviously when Anna and I have started, we'll discuss bestsellers and I said, oh, we have a really good shirt. It's like a broadery anglais. It's a really good quality. The price point's really good for what it is. And I said, we always do really well in spring summer with this so we were like actually and I think I'd done a, a reel or a like a some form of visual video thing with it so I think we've decided didn't we? we said oh we'll use that on an ad and then all of a sudden I was like god these Rafinas obviously selling really well I knew they did well but they were like really selling well 
And then because of the ads, so they might have sold well anyway, but because of the ads, we were like, they consistently sold really well. I think it was every day for like a good 14 days. And I was like, yeah, this is a lot. And then I made like the biggest purchase on them that I've ever done actually with this supplier. And I spoke to them and I said, look, we'll do a really big forward order and we'll really go for it. And they were like, wow, you're ordering a lot. And I'm like, I know, but I I think it's great. And I think we've repeated that order three or four times since, which, and and I suppose that product in itself is obviously more than paid for its own the ads that product has probably paid for the ads for the whole of the business if that meant you know in, yeah, in yeah. essence but I wouldn't have had the I've had the understanding but I wouldn't have had that like say the courage to do courage. that if it hadn't have been for for the ads and I think what's really good to highlight with that is from a product point of view if you had stayed with your existing customer base that product would probably have been saturated yes. because all of your customers would have had it. So they would exactly, have exactly, exactly. You know, I'll be honest. People from maybe I know it sounds silly saying from where I live, but who come into the physical shop, we probably don't sell any in the shop anymore. We've probably mm. not sold a single refiner in the shop for months because, yeah. like you say, it's saturated. You, there's only a certain amount of people who are coming into that shop. So, and that's exactly where Anna came, and yeah. she was like, "Well, we'll get this in front of a wider audience." Yeah. And so now you've got that bigger audience. So your bestseller is, you know, it has a exactly. much longer life now as a product yeah, exactly. before exactly. that starts to tail off, oh, yeah, you know, yeah. which is fantastic. So yeah. ladies, thank you very much for joining me. Any parting words to the listeners? Do you know, something just popped into my head and it was about SMS messaging. And I would also during the summer be thinking about building your SMS messenger list. It's key strategy for quarter four so that you can deploy that across quarter four. I think that's yeah, probably another, we, that's probably another podcast. Another yeah, podcast, on yeah, its own, on its own. We have an app on the uh, like connected through the website that is like the notify me. So if anything that's goes amazing. out of stock, which again is great for stock levels because if you know if we see that a hundred people are signed up for this one top, well, oh, that's going to be popular. So it's it's really good for buying, but it's also good. And we found that you can either enter your email address or you can enter your mobile number to get the, the notification. And many more people enter their number rather than their email. Because I think your phone, everyone literally has the phone right next to them all day. So yeah, the SMS thing, yeah, good shout And the shop, I think, what is it, 80% of most online sales come through mobile as through well? Through phones, so yeah, exactly. Gosh, I could exactly. not imagine sitting at my laptop now and ordering something on a computer. <laughs> like, yeah, it's just... Or like how, when someone doesn't have Apple Pay and you have to go and find your car. Oh my god! Yeah, that yeah. that's a massive top tip. Yeah, that's a really important top tip. Yeah. And make it as easy as possible yeah. to buy your stuff. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, because there's nothing worse. You get to it and you're like, I've searched through all the all the pages. I found what I like. Gosh, they've got it in my size. And then you get to the end, and then you're like, oh, and yeah. So yeah, like you say, make it as easy as possible. So where can our lovely listeners find you both? So I am, we're Neon Digital Clicks, so you can find us on um, Instagram, on Facebook, we're on threads now. Um, (laughs) You can find us on LinkedIn as well. So, you know, tap in Neon Digital Clicks and you'll find us. Um, And we're offering free audits. So if you, you know, if you're interested in working with us, you want to find out whether you can see similar success to uh, Lee, then you know, get in touch, drop us a DM and we happily take a look at your business, do a free order and see what's what's going on and whether we think we can support you with scaling. That's how and we you? started. We yeah. yeah, we did I just dropped you a day. I'd followed Anna for a while and I 
literally signed up for the free audit and that is literally how this started. Um, so yeah, so we're the Stylatic on Facebook and Instagram. If you are um, on Facebook and you, we have um, like a, another small community on Facebook. It's a private sort of it's not a members group as in anyone can join it but it's just for customers and it's just a way to chat amongst yourselves to talk about um how you think things fit any recommendations we also have a pre-loved page because if we do have certain items that go out of stock it's really frustrating so a lot of women will resell on there so then they're able to buy something else so those two little um groups that we've got there fantastic on facebook um i'm not gonna lie we're on tiktok but we're not active on tiktok and I know we need to be. I know Nicole's probably looking at me thinking, well, you both probably looking thinking, you're missing a trick. That is something that we're going to work on. But I think it's it's time and it's fine. I think yeah. it's going to be another member of the team, getting a new member of the team to look at that. Because I think at the minute, I don't know about other business owners, but you can spread yourself so thin that you just end up dropping all the plates. Yeah. Um, Do you TikTok is things a, well? But yeah, we can certainly amplify TikTok with yeah. as well. I think because yeah. the whole live streaming and TikTok shop and everything like that, just because the way you come across, the way your community really gets engaged with that as well, if they were able to buy instantly or do live streaming, it's there for the taking. But like you said, you've got to kind of schedule it in and go, right, okay, what needs to, what resource do I need? What does the team look like? And setting yourself up so it doesn't fall on its arse. But so the links to everything that you've mentioned, where people can find you will be in the show notes. And I will be back again next week with another guest. And if you've enjoyed today, then please leave a review uh, so that more people can hear from my entrepreneurs and experts that we have on Start, Scale, Succeed. Thanks very much, ladies, for joining me. Thank you for listening to this week's episode of Start, Scale, Succeed. If you've enjoyed today, I would love for you to leave a review and I will see you again next week. If you'd like to hear more from me, your host, Nicole Higgins, you can follow me on Instagram at The Buying Retail Coach. Check out my website, www.thebuyingretailcoach.com or find me on LinkedIn. All the links are below in the show notes. And don't forget to subscribe to my newsletter, The Step, for lots of helpful tips and advice.